two, two of my Dynasty League's rookie drafts kicked off Sunday. It's Friday, and they've concluded. They wrap up quick. They're four rounds, all right? Two of my big money Dynasty League's rookie drafts are done with. Between the two of them, I had 15 overall rookie picks, okay, scattered throughout the first, second, third, fourth round. I'm going to go through all 15 picks I made in the two different leagues, break them down, look at what I could have done different. Won't be a very long segment. Fucking nailed every single pick I had, all 15, 15 for 15. Curry from the fucking line with my rookie picks, baby. That's what we're doing today, all right? Go fade me Dynasty League, fade the fetal Dynasty League. We're here. We're recapping. We're yelling. We're tucking our shirts in. Fucking intro. Okay, so what you're seeing on the screen right now is the actual draft board from the Fade the Field Dynasty draft, uh, along with the red hour. The red arrows are pointing to my picks. Okay, the math adds up. As you see here, I had the 103, the 112, the 203, 204, 206, 207, 33. 312-44. This was a league going into its second year. We had talked about, I had talked about this league in a few of my videos previously. Uh, we did a mock draft based on what I would do with these picks prior to the draft actually happening. We had some trades go on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this is how the draft turned out. Now, my team, when I originally drafted it, I did not draft to immediately compete in year one. I wanted to compete in year two going forward. So I, I, I moved a lot of right now value for future value, which is why I ended up with so many picks. I actually had three first round picks, ended up doing some trades and sheesh to uh, move some some things around. But you could see the final draft word, the first round from start to finish. I'm going to pronounce it out because there are people listening via podcast, and I love you for doing that. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and I'll leave you. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker at the two. I had the 103 for me, as I've been saying, since the NFL draft happened, Drake London is my wide receiver one. So I took him 103. Traylon Burks went off the board at the 104. I had moved the 104. I previously had it. I moved it for the 111 for Davis Mills and for, uh, I want to say that early third round. I don't remember if it was an early or late third round pick, but one of the third round picks was involved in that trade package. That was about a month ago. So that was prior to the NFL draft, which obviously makes the 111 compared to the 104 look disgusting, but that's neither here nor here. We're going to move past that because fuck you, Jordan. Traylon Burks at the 104, Kenny Pickett at the 5, Wilson went at the 6, Alave at the 7, Sky Moore at the 8, Jameson Williams falling all the way to the 9, Christian Watson at the 10. Now, I had the 111, and what I thought about doing here was this is uh, the league settings are half PPR for running backs, full PPR for wide receivers. You also start three wide receivers as compared to two running backs, and then it's 1.5 PPR for tight end. So there's a little bit of a premium on wide receivers, plus the positional scarcity kind of evens self out because you're starting three as opposed to the two running backs. So those are the two reasons why running backs are so much more valuable is because there's not that many good ones available in fantasy football, as well as if you're starting two at each position, there's always like 60 to 70 relevant fantasy wide receivers. So the, the, the actual depth of the receiver is so much fucking wider. If you add more wide receivers into the starting spot, as well as make their scoring a little bit higher, it starts to even out the playing field when you have flexes and stuff in, because then you get to say like, hey, you know, these wide receivers are just as good to have as running backs in the flex spots. All that to say, obviously my guy Damian Pierce was sitting there at the 111, but if you follow my sentiment, like as much as I love a guy like Damian Pierce, objectively in any other season, any other year, like the 111 is where you were getting dudes like, you know, Rashad Bateman or even like Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddles, guys that were literal top 10 picks in the NFL draft, as opposed to this year where Damian Pierce is a fourth round running back, you know? So like, yes, I like Damian Pierce as much as anybody does, right? He's my RB3 as well, but 
I'm looking at it relative to other years. What can I do with a first round pick? I want to move it for more assets. So I was thinking about double tapping Pickens and Jahan Dotson here at the 111, 112. But I was like, you know what? I'd rather kind of like move away from this class or at least compile as many dart throw picks as I possibly could. So I ended up moving that 111 for the 203, the 206, and the 44. And I also gave him my three, uh, three, three, four or three, nine. I don't remember which one was mine, but I, I got the 206, the two, the uh, 203, 206 and a fourth. And I gave up that 111. So I basically moved back four spots and picked up another one, which is only seven spots behind it. So my thinking was, okay, Damian Pierce is there at the 111. I looked at a tier and I was like, all right, down to the two, two, three, two, four of that new pick. Do I look at guys like Damian Pierce in the same light as Isaiah Spiller, James Cook, the David Bells, Jahan Dotsons? And like, I put together a tier of, you know, six to seven dudes that I would have been comfortable taking all around the same range, Pickens included. So me moving back still puts me in the exact same tier, but I picked up another pick right behind it, which lets me double down on that shit. So I thought the trade was, you know, huge dub for me there. Moving back um, from Pierce. So we have Pickens at 112. That was my pick. So you're saying, you know, Pickens, Dotson. Um, this was, I know someone like someone in this group actually <laughs> called me out and was like, oh, you have, I think Dotson over Pickens in your actual rankings. Here's the thing. Like when I make content, I don't, I don't make content based on like all the stuff that I provide for you guys. For you guys, like in the rankings and stuff, it's who I think is the best player for you to pick. The reason I took Pickens because I'm in other dynasty leagues, right? I play, I one of the things I preach to you guys all the time, season long redraft, dynasty, diversify the players, okay? So if I'm in multiple leagues and I'm taking Jahan Dotson at the 112, the next draft that might come up and I have the choice between Dotson and Pickens, I like to diversify players, man. I don't go all in on players. That's like a lot of people compare dynasty leagues to the stock market. Not much of a difference. You have, you're fucking terrible at knowing what players are going to hit, right? If the ADP is right next to each other, that's basically saying they both have an equal chance of hitting and you're flipping a coin on which player is going to end up being the better player. I'm good just diversifying and making sure I hit one out of two rather than going 0 for 2 because a lot of guys get this really, really fucking headstrong case for one player, go all in and then fuck themselves. So, I have Dotson over Pickens in my rankings. I might have switched it after this, honestly, just because while I was on the clock, I was like, you know, 50-50, I think I just like Pickens anyways a little bit better. So I took Pickens over Dotson. In another league, I'll take Dotson over Pickens, whatever. 2-1 came around, so it was Dotson. McBride went at 2-2, which is probably much earlier than a lot of you guys have seen him go. But again, this is a very, very tight end premium uh, league. Then I had the 3, 4, 6, and 7. Actually, I did not have the seven. I traded into the seven. So we'll get to that in a second. But I'm sitting here and I have a very good young core of wide receivers on this team. I, I'll probably send a picture of my roster over to uh, Tony or whoever's editing this. But I have guys like Debo, Rashad Bateman, uh, Kadarius Tony, and a lot of young, like solid wide receivers that I expect to progress and become like real fantasy assets. Then in the first round, right, I got Drake London and I got George Pickens. So I'm saying like, okay, I have a lot of like really solid PPR wide receivers that will be able to occupy my wide receiver slots and my flex spots. It's probably start to time. It's probably time to start trying to hit on some uh, dart throws at the running back position because on my team right now, it's like Saquon, Travis Etienne, uh, off the top of my head, I can't really remember everybody, but like Ramondre Stevenson, Khalil Herbert. If, if I'm in a, if I'm in a league where I know I'm not competing right away. I try not to invest too heavily into running backs because they come and go very, very quickly. And you'll always be able to replenish running backs quickly in rookie drafts. Like those are the drafts in which you can get a lot of running backs early, often, and actually make an impact right away. So the wide receiver depth when they're younger is easy to like allow the value to pour out over the years. Whereas like running backs, you know, if you're not competing for a year, two years, right? Worst case scenario, my team maybe doesn't compete this year. Then I'm looking at year three and I'm like, fuck, Saquon's a little bit older by this point, you know? So it's like, I want to take as many dart throws as close to when I'm competing as possible. Because if running backs hit, they usually hit 
right away. So I'm sitting here with three out of the next four picks. And I'm not going to lie. I wanted to use one of them on David Bell. I had a lot of a, a very hard time deciding between which two running backs to take first here. I'm not going to lie. Between Spiller, James Cook, Rashad White. Again, Rashad White was a guy I was about as high on as anybody, but I don't love the landing spot. Lenny's there for three years. So I said, listen, I could live with missing out on Rashad White. He's also like three years, two and a half years older than Isaiah Spiller is. I think Spiller's just in a prime spot to be uh, like a really, really solid flex play in fantasy. He's not, he doesn't have the upside that we thought he did fucking nine months ago, but him being in LA, I think I'm like, okay, he's someone I could probably insert as a flex play like immediately. This league is also point two either 0.2 or 0.25 per carry. So running backs not only get a little bit devalued in the pass game because their PPR points are a little bit lower than the other positions, relatively speaking, but if you're a runner, you actually get a little bit more juice out the squeeze. And that's what Isaiah Spiller gets for me here. So I went Spiller, and then I was like, you know what, fucking James Cook, I don't love him, but like, listen, I've been wrong before about players. This is another thing about like diversifying, right? Like I'm not going to take James Cook everywhere. And the other leagues I was in, I uh, James Cook was a, was a first round pick for, um, for a lot of places. So I'm like, okay, this feels like whatever, decent value for James Cook. I'm not head over heels on David Bell. He'll be a good player, but I'd rather take a little bit of upside with James Cook. So when Spiller Cook back to back, sent it to uh, David Bell and I'm sitting there two six and I'm like, without a doubt, the only player left in this tier for me is Rashad White. Now he is the third running back I took in this class. He's a guy that's probably I'm going to have to sit on for a little while. Maybe things break right. Maybe Uncle Lenny gets hurt, right? Hits a retirement home. And then Rashad White steps right into a three-round roll, and this shit looks good as fuck. But I like the idea of taking the three dice rolls on three running backs that I like, right? Like, objectively, I like them. Objectively, they outside of James Cook, they don't have great draft capital, but, like, you know, it was worth taking the picks there. Um, and then 2-7 was sitting there. I was not up for another um, – what did I trade for 2-7? Actually, okay, so I was not up until the 3-3 again. So there was no other picks until the 3-3 for me. And I saw Malik Willis sitting there. And, again, this is, like – a semi-rebuilding team, so I don't necessarily need Malik Willis to pop right away, and none of these quarterbacks are probably going to pop right away. I was like, you know what? I want one share of Malik Willis. I don't have him in any other leagues. I would like to have him because he's exciting. He has a lot of upside. So what will it take for me to, you know, because in the Go Fade Me League, you will see how early he went in that league. And I think he probably went a little bit earlier than this in most leagues. If not, like, I think he went at the 111 in the Go Fade Me League, which I think is ridiculous. But point regardless, 2-7 sitting there. I'm like, this is probably about the time when the quarterback run is going to start. If I want one of these guys, now's the time to do it. So I moved my next year second for Malik Willis at the 207 or, you know, just for the 207 pick. I was like, fuck it, man. I want to have a little fun. I want to have a little fucking fun in this draft. We're going to do the damn thing. So I moved next year second for this year second. It was a win-win. Whoever was on the clock didn't want the damn pick. He said, the tier's done for me. I don't want these quarterbacks. I don't want shit players like Hassan Haskins. So I'm going to let you have the pick, and I'm going to enjoy an extra second for next year. I said, cool. Let's fucking shake up, dap up, and move on with our lives. I took Malik Willis because why the fuck not? And then you see Tyler Algier go off the 2-8, Zamir White, Desmond Ritter, Alec Pierce, Tyrion Davis-Price, Matt Corral, Wondell Robinson. I'm sitting there in 3-3, and this is going to be another uh, predicament for me. I didn't know whether or not to go Tyquan Thornton or Jalen Tolbert. I did not. And I was hoping, I had a pickup at the 3-12, and this was probably stupid and fucking naive, but I was like, you know what? Maybe one of them falls to me, okay? I would love, those are the two guys that I would love to double tap right here. I only have one pick, of course. Which one is more likely to fall to me at the 3-12? Tyquan Thornton wrong he goes off immediately so i was deciding between those two and i was like whatever fuck it at this point we're just kind of throwing guys onto our bench and hoping they develop i like Jalen tolbert better as a player the situation screams that he might not get opportunity immediately but one of those guys gets hurt 
right away. Michael Gallup's come back from the ACL. You don't know. That's a really high-volume passing offense. He steps in as a good route runner that can contribute immediately. Jalen Tolbert could carve out a role right away in a pass-heavy offense. So who knows? You know, he, he's just a guy that I'm letting sit there anyways. Tyquan Thornton goes 3-4. Mechie, Brian Robinson, Keontae Ingram, Khalil Shakir, Jelani Woods, Son Haskins, Greg Dolchich. And then I'm up at the 312, and I say, listen, I got a taxi squad spot. Let me uh, throw Sam Howell on that sheesh. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz at this point in his career. And I mean, let's look at the fourth round. There's no one that I'm like overly excited about. So I might as well take the other quarterback um, in a super flex league where, you know, it's hard. It's hard to come around quarterback. So we got Malik Willis. We got Sam Howell sitting on the taxi squad. Hopefully one of them pops in the next, you know, by 2023 or 2024, they get a starting at least opportunity. Um, but Sam Howell was a guy that I was trying to target at the end of third rounds in all of my rookie drafts. And you will see in the next one, I did the same. We get to the fourth round. I had one pick at the 4-4, Bellinger at the 4-1, Zappi, Kyron Williams. I took Pierre Strong, um, not expecting that pick to hit. He is my favorite player, just as a pure player in this round by far. Very talented, 4-3-7 at 207 pounds, so he's got a little bit of size. He's got a hell of speed. Um, reports saying he could play the James White role. I don't really think that's like what his game is whatsoever. I think he's like more of a Raheem Mostert. Obviously, he's got absolutely no path to touches with Ramondre, Damian Harris. They also drafted Kevin Harris behind Pierre Strong in the NFL draft, but they re-signed James White. So realistically, again, another taxi squad guy that I'm not, you know, uh, planning on having any sort of fucking impact on my team this year. But there's a guy in like two or three years where I think we'll all be like truthers of Pierre Strong, where we want him um, to get a shot. And I think if he does get a shot in the NFL field, which you never know what fucking happens in the in the New England backfield, man, like anything could happen. Damian Harris probably going to walk next year. That would mean one injury. James White could retire literally at any second. Wouldn't be surprised if the news broke before this video even ended up going live on fucking YouTube. Um, so, you know, he's just one injury, one lucky thing away from being on the field and being a guy who finished at a top 24 running back. You never know. And I think he's talented enough to do that. A lot of times we're taking shots on New England running backs aren't even good players, right? We're just like, oh, we like trying to fucking grab the least valuable um, New England running back, even though he's not good, just because it's New England backfield. But this guy is like relative, like actually fucking good at the damn game. So we went Pierre Strong 4-4, and that wrapped up my rookie picks, as you will see from this little graph below. We had my first round picks. We had four second round picks, third round picks, fourth round picks. All right. So it's Drake London, George Pickens, Isaiah Spiller, James Cook, Rashad White, Malik Willis, Jalen Tolbert, Sam Howell, Pierre Strong. I am very, very happy with how this draft turned out. Love that second round plethora of running backs. I like I got some high end wide receivers, but let this be a lesson though. Like, it's okay to not like players and still draft them. It's okay to diversify the revenue. If y'all have money in stocks right now, if y'all have money in crypto, if y'all have money in NFTs, you know how important it has been over the last couple months to have diversified the revenue and diversify your fucking investments because there will be a cold ass winter coming soon. Okay. And let it be a, a lesson. So this is a spicy ass draft. This was a versatile draft, which brings us to Truff hot sauce, both spicy and versatile. I'm going to be honest. I'm not like a huge spicy guy, but this shit, you know why they're called Truff? Because all of their products are truffle infused. If you've enjoyed the finer things in life, you've got some truffle oil on foods you've had. You've had truffle infused XYZ, whatever you want. Truffle infused things are just, they're like a luxury in life. They're, they make every food taste amazing. And they have this crazy lineup that I didn't even really know they had all these products going out. But they're, you know, they're mainly a hot sauce brand. That's how they started. That's their main thing. But the hot sauce is, it's its like creamy, it's thick, it's its spicy, but it's not like overly spicy. I think Truff is the best hot sauce I've ever had personally. Personally, it fits my taste palette 
wonderfully. But they also came out with truffle oil. It's olive oil. Truffle-infused olive oil. You put this shit on your salad, put this shit on whatever you, you know, you could be healthy as well, right? I mean, these are like five calories for hot sauce as well. If you're a healthy person, use olive oil. Truffle-infused olive oil is it's the best olive oil I've ever had, okay? I'm not like an olive oil connoisseur, so I don't imagine most people have like a rankings list of olive oils, but if they did, this motherfucker would be the 101. He would be the Brees Hall of olive oils. But again, they have spicy mayo. Everyone likes a good spicy mayo. They have pasta sauce. I bet y'all never really had good spicy pasta before. I bet you you probably have, but fuck you. No, not homemade, not homemade. Y'all don't have that spicy homemade pasta sauce. So they got spicy mayo, they got pasta sauce, they got hot sauce, obviously what they're known for. They've got olive oil. They got a whole plethora of products that are all truffle infused. Like I said, they're a luxury. So they're a bit pricier, but that's what you get for good price. You, you get what you pay for. That's what, that's how the world works. You get what you pay for unless you're in 2022 rookie drafts because you don't get what you pay for when you use the 111 on a fourth round running back, Tony. Truff, truff.com. The link will be right down below. If you use promo code BDGE, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. So you're getting luxury product for a non-luxury price. BDGE at checkout will get you 15% off truffle-infused products. Lord, they need to make a truffle-infused marg. I drink that shit up. I might be drinking it right now. Y'all will never know. Let's move to rookie draft numero dos, the Go Fade Me rookie draft. And I've been a competitor in this league year in and year out. So a lot of the times I'm moving my first round pick. This is also like shout out to Sleeper, the platform just in general, not even because they're doing They're doing a lot of things right, but not even because they're doing anything right. It's just because everyone else is so bad. Everyone else is honestly, this is like Sleeper is like the quarterback class this year where like Sleeper is Kenny Pickett. And every other platform is Matt Corral and Sam Howell, right? Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, my friends love to use the NFL. Like, fuck the NFL network for fantasy football platforms, man. Like, they're there, sure. They could work for a college team. They could work for your elementary fucking school fantasy league. The whole re- I don't even know why I'm yelling about this. But this league, the GoFame League, is on Flea Flicker. Flea Flicker is my second favorite dynasty platform. Them motherfuckers haven't innovated in five years since I've been on the platform. It's the only thing they do. You got one job. You got one job. And you- what are you doing? What are they doing back there? I don't get it. I don't know what they're doing back there. I had to manually, you can't get a picture of the draft board. Like we finish our rookie draft. I'm trying to get a fucking picture of the draft board. They don't let you. It's not available. What do you mean not available? I just did it. I just fucking did the rookie draft. What do you mean not available? Sad. Sad society we live in. So I had to manually put the pics into sleeper, take a screenshot. Thus, why I had to edit all this shit. Anywho, this board, as you can see, is not filled with a lot of my picks. I did not pick my first guy until the 212. Okay. So we had the first round ripoff, Brees Hall, Kenny Walker. So Drake London. Uh, the same start as the other draft as well. Should have had the one three. Um, I ended up swapping first and seconds with someone last year for Jerry Judy and LaVisca Chenault. So looks bad right now. Could end up being good because Visca's completely flamed out and uh, Judy might be nice with Russ. This is me projecting and me fucking really sad about a bad trade I made, whatever. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Kenny Pickett, Trey Burks, Traylon Don, uh, James Williams, 108, Pickens, Sky Moore, Malik Willis, 111, James Cook, 112. Jahan Dotson, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral. So you can see this is a very, I don't even know if I want to say a sharp league when it comes to quarterbacks, but this is obviously a super flex league. It is very hard to acquire quarterbacks in this league. Okay. The people are obsessed with, especially with the rookies, like they go nuts when it comes to quarterbacks. It is very, very hard to acquire any of them, which is why they were pushed up in this draft. So you see the first four quarterbacks are off the board by two, three. In the previous draft, I we didn't have a single quarterback outside of Kenny Pickett until I took Malik Willis at the 2-7. Um, we had Christian Watson fall to 2-4, Damian Pierce, Rashad White, Isaiah Spiller, Ty Davis Price, David Bell, Tyler Algier, Alec Pierce, and then I was up at the 2-12. 
Um, and I took Trey McBride. This is not a tiny premium league. They got half point per PPR. This is just a league where I've kind of perpetually faded the tight end position, and it's never been a strong suit of my team. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. This feels like a good value, a good spot to actually invest in a young tight end. The first tight end picked from the Arizona Cardinals in this draft class. Anytime you take a tight end in a rookie draft, it always feels like a luxury pick. You're like, I got to wait 42 fucking years for this thing to actually develop. Yeah, it didn't feel good. But I like having the name McBride at the bottom of my roster, knowing that after, uh, actually, I traded for Albert O this offseason. So I have a nice little duo of young tight ends that hopefully one of them hit. So McBride at the 212 felt good. We had Zamir White, Keontae Ingram, John Mechie, Pierre Strong. And then I'm sitting there 3-5 and 3-6. And guess what? I get to get both of my dudes. But I'm also sitting here because Brian Robinson is still available at the 3-5, 3-6. And I have, as you could see, like a bajillion of the next six picks. I have five of the next six picks. I'm sitting here, and I know out of the next three picks I have, I would like Tolbert, Taekwon, and Brian Robinson. And I'm saying, fuck, who's most likely to fall to me at the 3-8? 3-7, that's Sexy Pats. If you don't know who Sexy Pats is here, we just smuggled him in from Canada. He's one of our newest employees at BDGE. He's in the office with me. So we talk about fantasy daily. He watches, edits some of my videos. So he knows who I like and some of who he likes might be influenced by the shit that I talk about for better or worse. So I'm like, this is a little bit of a conundrum here. What do I do? Who does he like? Who does he hate? So I'm thinking, I text him and I'm like, listen, I got three of the next four. I got a tier of three guys. Who do you want at the three seven? And he was like, I also got a tier of three guys. And straight up, Sexy Pat's a fucking moron, just lists who he wants. Those three guys. He said, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's Tolbert, Taekwon, and Wandell Robinson. I go, bet. I want no fucking part of Wandell's miniature fucking Kadarius Tony fake Walmart on sale have an ass. He's yours. You know what I mean? And he goes, great. He was my number one of those guys. Sexy Pat's you, you schmuck. So I say, cool. Jalen Tolbert, Taekwon Thornton, because I know you want Wandell, so I don't have to worry about Brian Robinson. He takes Wandell. He could have he could have pulled a spicy ass truff infused truffle infused pick right there and took Brian Robinson. Fuck me bad, but he didn't. So shout out to Sexy Pats for being a moron. So I got both my guys, Jalen Taekwon, Brian Robinson, three eight. Like I'm not a huge fan of Brian Robinson, but I think he's got enough draft capital, third round draft capital. He's gonna get playing time asap. He's not gonna be a starter. He's behind Antonio Gibson, but like Gibson. Who knows what Gibson is at this point, right? He's shown flashes, but one, hurt all last year. Two, he was never a guy that got a lot of carries in college. So we are yet to see him operate as a workhorse at the NFL level, which, you know, eventually you can keep making excuses for him, but like you either do it or you don't, you know? And eventually the guys who just continuously show us that they're not going to do it, i.e. Miles Sanders, right? Like you can have all the talent in the world, but it takes more than talent to succeed at the NFL level. It takes grit. It takes consistency. It takes all of these things, right? And up to this point, we have not been shown that Antonio Gibson has the right cocktail ingredients to make the margarita. So there's a chance that Brian Robinson gets on the field and has actual value earlier rather than later. So in a terrible, terrible decision, I invested back-to-back picks in Washington. Brian Robinson at 3-8, completely fine with. And Sam Howell again. It's around where I got him last uh, draft as well. But again, he's just a late-round quarterback that I'm fine investing in. I know fifth-round quarterback draft capital means absolutely fucking nothing. But it's not that much further behind these other guys, right? They went third round, and we like it only because they were the first of this class to go off. But Sam Howell, you know, a little bit behind him, but not like wildly behind him. Um, so again, just sit on the taxi squad, see if he ends up getting, a, if, if Wentz just flames out and he can get a little uh, starting shot 2023, even 2024. That's what a taxi squad is for, people. Let him sit there. He's taking a taxi from California to New York. It's a long fucking ride. Uh, Jelani Woods at the 310. Huge mountainous 
tight end out there in Indy. They re-signed Mo Ali Cox, so I'm not really sure what's going to come of him, but he's wildly athletic. When I watched him play, I really, really liked what I saw at Jelani Woods, so he's a player I'd like to see uh, develop. And again, this was a team in which my tight ends weren't necessarily my strong suit, so I wanted to invest a little bit of youth into that position, Um, so I did so. And that was my last pick of the draft. Then Justin Ross went off at the 311, another fucking egregious pick by uh, by Vach. Vache, apparently, is how you actually pronounce his name. That's, that's a twist of the offseason. I forget Watson of Cleveland. Vache, pronouncing Vach. That shit took me for an absolute spin zone. Uh, Justin Ross, yeah, undrafted. I get it. Like, you watched one Dynasty video and heard his name six years ago. Cute. Jerome Ford, Romeo Dubs, Klishik Gale. Vilas Jones, Son Haskins, <laughs> a little Darius Geis sighting. He was sitting on our free agent market. Kevin Harris, Greg Dolchich, Ty Chandler, Isaiah Pacheco, Eno Benjamin. Love that for you, George. This is the second time George has drafted Eno Benjamin. Love that little fun fact he threw in the group chat. Carson Strong, Kyron Williams. So my collective draft class from this uh, draft was Trey McBride, Jalen Tolbert, Taquan Thornton, Brian Robinson, Sam Howell, Jelani Woods. Um, for a team that I expect to compete immediately, I really like this investment into these younger players. I think it's a good, solid group, a little mix of upside. A lot more safety than upside right now, you know, just letting these players develop. McBride, Tolbert, Robinson, uh, Woods. I would almost say there's not any immediate upside right now. But I do think in a year or two, we'll see a couple of these guys hit, and I'll be happy that they can probably fill in for my flex plays or hopefully my starting tight end spot um, in Trey McBride. So those are my two rookie drafts, okay? We are done with those leagues. Forget how many more I have after that. But uh, those are like my two main leagues that I'll be focusing on for the immediate future, and those are how my rookie drafts went. If you happen to give a fuck, okay? So thank you for hanging around, I guess. If you have any questions, if you still have your rookie drafts coming up, let me know. Drop some questions down below. If you want to improve your life tremendously, exponentially, if you want a free second round pick, go to truff.com. Use the link down below. It'll take you right there. It'll help you use the promo code BDGE, 15% off your next purchase. That's it. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. All that YouTube sheesh. I love you. I'm out.